Hello and welcome to episode 485 of the Leecast Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Cooper. Joining me is Aidan Frost for Rock Arts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, indeed. Uh, so, before we get on uh, with the show, we have a couple new patrons. We've got a tiny little bit of League Cast news. Um, we've got uh, basically no no League news, no new news. Mm-hmm. Um, very quiet week this week. Um, we've got a couple of stories. We're going to do a little guaranteed guffaw. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll bring back the, the champion uh, or the, the, the nostalgia, nostalgiana. Is that it? Yeah, um, maybe next week. I don't. I didn't prepare okay. anything. I, I just wanted to get through the emails this week because we gotcha, took gotcha. forever on them last week. So that's yeah. our biggest goal, I think. Uh, Roundtable from last week and this week. And then, yeah, like Aiden said, we've got a number of emails to get through, including some from last week. Um, so we'll do that. Uh, but first, Aiden, how was your week? Mike was good. Uh, played a little bit of League of Legends today. Uh, complained a lot about it on the Discord. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Games weren't too bad. It's just more, I, I don't understand matchmaking. I don't think anyone who has played any League of Legends or who works at Riot or who designed those systems could tell me how it works either. Uh, I, I just think it's like a mystery and it just like kind of does its own thing. Uh, for Colton, if you didn't see my post, uh, on my main, which is D2, or was D2, it's D3 now, uh, my last seven games were D2 average, D2 average, D2 average, D2 average, D2 average, D2 average, plat one average, <laughs> yep, D2 I average. Saw, I saw. Like, that's crazy. Like, it just doesn't make sense why, like, every, like, out, out of those, out of those, like, last seven games, six of them are all D2 averages, and one of them's a plat two average game, of which the next mm. game immediately went back to D2 average. And, like, I don't know if there just wasn't enough people queuing at that very moment. If, like, because I was on a three-game loss streak, it put me into a plat one game. Um, even though the next game right after, even though I lost that plat one <laughs> game, uh, put me back into a D2 game. I, I don't know. I don't know how, how that works. Um, but I don't think... Yeah, you know, I I think they have a lot of things that they intend to work certain ways, but that just don't actually work that way. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I, I'm very... I, I don't think anyone even people who work at Riot could tell me how that worked or why that happened. And uh, I do think there's issues with that, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, but... matchmaking is, is I feel like, is such a misunderstood or, or not even misunderstood, but unclear thing. Yeah. Like, it's it's fucked. Definitely got some issues. Um, that being said, the games are fine, though. Didn't play super well, but uh, I don't mind. I don't. Once again, I'm I'm definitely at the state in my league career where winning or losing doesn't. I don't feel anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but but um, yeah, I, it's just very frustrating when systems don't work. I think I, I think I'm becoming more of like a, a player who like takes a step back and just looks at like the overall systems and how they work and stuff. And uh, I'm sometimes disappointed with them. I know, Nick, you had a conversation on the Discord where I, I just memed it, mainly because I, I didn't completely agree with that, but you're like, I kind of like how uh, promos work, right? That was kind of your main point. Like, even though they're well, not a perfect system, you like how promos feel, I think, in the game. was Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think I like the idea of, okay, one last test before, like, yeah. you go. I, fi- I It feels really, really, really shitty to lose, and I don't think having to win, like, 60% of the games you play throughout the next five, like... Or some of the some of the mechanics that go into matchmaking during that are really great, mm-hmm. but I, I like the idea of like a a monumental, you know, accomplishment at the end of your your journey. Yeah, I I just think like 
once again, like that's a system where I understand the intention and everything. I still think it just feels like an arbitrary thing that they've designed just to make people play the game more, right? It does, and, and maybe it is. that is <laughs> me being like annoyed, I guess, with League more often. I've been playing a lot more like stuff like Overwatch and stuff, and it's kind of enlightened me to the fact that other games do certain systems better. I'm not saying that everything in Overwatch is perfect, especially the stuff like player base. <laughs> yeah, um, but like. I do think there is a lot of stuff that could be done better in League, and playing other games definitely gets you out of this, like, League is a popular game, and it's popular because it's good type mindset, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do like League. I just think that there's very there's a lot of problems, and uh, sometimes I do worry about post-Tom Kentry work, me, and how that affects my uh, League of Legends True. life cycle. It might, be a, it might be a small break from uh, playing League, and maybe I'll look, uh, do some more analytical stuff. Maybe I'll switch over to some other Riot-endorsed games, uh, and we'll see from there. Maybe Tom Kentry. Maybe, maybe Valorant, Valorant yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want to play Valorant. Valorant gets uh, 14 million players monthly now. They publish, publish wow, their numbers. Wow, so. that's insane. Also, fucking NA uh, won uh, the first Valorant oh, major. Nice. Pog. Hell That's yeah. awesome. They fucking washed every team, dude. They didn't lose a single map. Damn. Sick. Damn, that's um, crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. Good, good. It's nice to see for NA. Uh, Sentinels. Okay. Uh, it's cool. Uh, nice. Yeah, well, I guess, like, I, I, we'll talk about this. Uh, maybe if we like, talk about the LCS section, we'll talk about it a little bit because there's been some League of Legends drama slash. It's mostly with, like, rosters and stuff like that. But there's something that ties over from Valorant to na and eu uh and player contracts and shit like that maybe we can touch on that in there but that's kind of my week though i just played some league a little bit of frustration but uh overall uh it's been pretty good i guess uh non-league stuff for me is uh i had a fucking sponsorship on my stream this week which is kind of yeah yeah Yeah, fucking uh raid sponsored me raid shadow legends which is super cool (laughs) um i know a lot of people are like kind of down on like mobile games stuff like that but i think it's really cool that they were able to sponsor like a small stream which is like fucking crazy to me like as much as you can like hate on like mobile developers and like gotcha games and stuff like that it's really cool that they can support people like myself uh like with uh sponsorships um so oh for sure i mean especially for someone who hasn't play it's not like you're playing raid hoping to get a sponsorship you know exactly yeah it's just it's cool cool. yeah so they had like a cool thing where um if like i mean once again like the sponsorship goes until next tuesday so i guess i am still sponsored by them um and if people who listen to the podcast want to uh, sign up using my code you can go to my twitch chat or to our discord and i have uh a link where if you sign up and play through the tutorial it uh it helps me out which is super cool uh up to like 30 people signing up uh, is kind of like where my thing caps out and i think i already have 17 people signed up which is awesome so it's really cool Hell that they supported yeah. me like influencer that. yeah What's the reward maybe, like, for uh for 30 <laughs> uh it's just like the there's like the max where it caps out on where they thought my stream could get uh, no 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 what's in. your reward to us Oh, <laughs> oh! I I did make incentives though for like uh, people signing up, which was mm-hmm. cool though. Uh, I made it so that if I got ten signups, I'd play in community games that one night, which I did. Community games were pog, by the way. We had tons nice. of people there. Um, if we got twenty signups, which we're at seventeen right now, I'm gonna be hosting a one v one, two v two, or a five v five tournament uh, at the end of the month or beginning of next month. So, if three more people sign up using my code, we can have a cool tournament that'll host. Uh, and if we hit thirty signups, which is kind of like the cap uh, during the tournament, I'm gonna be wearing the fucking Tom Kench costume again. I'll bring it back out. I'll Hell fucking yeah. don, Ooh, don the, the ropes. Uh, so if you want to check that out, uh, once again, you don't have to. It's just uh, they sponsored me, and I appreciate people who sponsor me. And if you can help me out, you can help them out. And, uh, yeah, just check out my Twitch channel or check out our Discord, and uh, you can find the link and sign up and play through the tutorial. Not to shill. Nice. Anyways. <laughs> uh, what a yeah. shill. Cool. I'll uh, never give you money on Twitch. What about you, Colton? How was your week? 
Uh, my mix was pretty busy with condo stuff. Uh, just been doing a lot of remodeling there, so that's been most of my free time. Um, I think I maybe played one or two games of TFT. I don't think I played any solo queue. Um, it's the only real like gaming I've been doing is just Slay the Spire on my phone. Um, been grinding through uh, the different ascension levels with the Watcher. Um, I got the Silent up to Ascension 20, and I think Ooh. I'm at like Ascension 17 on the Watcher right now. Um, so I'm just kind of slowly playing through, trying to get all those characters up to 20, because to me that's kind of where I've like 100%ed the game. Because uh, I've, I've gotten all of the in-game achievements, but I also feel like beating the boss on the hardest difficulty on each character is like a pretty core element to air quotes 100%ing a game. Um, so I think so. That's my, uh, I guess, goal with Slay the Spire other than just to enjoy it because I think it's a really fun game. Um, aside from that, I, uh, I I don't have a whole lot going on. I've been uh, re-watching through Teen Titans. Uh, so I think I'm two seasons into that. Uh, show I loved as a kid, watching it again. Uh, there's definitely some aspects of it where I'm just like, ooh, that's kind of just really cringy, but still enjoying <laughs> it. Like, some of the fucking one-liners, man, are just... Ugh. Like, they're fighting a fire villain who's, like, literally a fire elemental. And it's like, you play with matches, you'll get burnt. It's like, well, yeah. he's literally made of fire, dude. You can't say that. Yeah, <laughs> too late. Um... But yeah, that's that's about all I've been up to that I can think of at the moment. Uh, Nick, how about you? What you been What you been doing? Um, honestly, not too much. I played one league game. It was the Nexus Blitz game. I just played a couple hours ago. Um, but I think aside from that, you know, mostly work. I had uh, we had some friends come into town, um, to and they were visiting their family, so we got to hang out with them a bunch. Um. I think that's kind of it. I don't think I've played much Sekiro. Um, I guess I played a lot of RuneScape, but that doesn't really that doesn't really count. <laughs> so I think that's a I think that's about it for me. It's a what little. Were you leveling up on RuneScape? Um, a bit of everything. I'm doing uh I'm doing some prayer and some farming at the moment. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Um. So that's nice. Um. Cool. Let's jump into the show. We've got three new patrons. Thank you to Slater, Gamerwolf, and Luca OW. But it's also the first episode of the month, <clears throat> if I may. Thank you to Aaron, Adam, Adorky Owl, Adrian, Adrian, Antonio, Aodin, Armis, Ashley, Asmo, Atsuko, Banyumi, Beer Better, Bellator, Benjamin, Benjamin, Big Pean Sheen, Blooper, Boats and Bros, Bright Equinox, Brother Desk, Caleb, uh, Kane, Cameron, Chaz, Chris, Coca-Cola, Corey, Corey, Courtney, Cowboy, Dalton, Dowski, but actually an Alex, Dan, Daniel, Danny Stormit, Dante Boy, Dapper Dodge, David, Devin, Diggity Dexter, Dippy, Dominic, Dr. Dre, Drew, Dr. Herferfer, uh, Dr. Professor Gubert, Dream Villain J, Dylan, uh, Ellie Saga, Elliot, Elliot, Inebriated Otter, Foxloaf, Franco, Frozen Ninja, uh, Gavin, Gamer Wolf, Gray White, Hardstuck Hammerdinger, One Trick, H Fire, Hungry Italian, I Am 3D Ski, Ian, Ebra, Isaac, It's in My Veins, Jacob, Jake, Jamal, James, uh, 
sorry, Jamal James, Jaziel, Jazzy, Joshua, Juggernaut, Jeff, JFK was Quickscope, Jigmink, um, Joby, John, Jorge, Jordan, Josh, but not a Josh, 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 Dash, Josh, 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 Joshua, Josh, Joshua, 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 Justin Carson, Chaos Reaper, Keegan, Kennedy, Kevin, Kirk. Uh, Clon, Amy, Colby, Conrad, Lacona, Levi, Leviathan, Little Barnabas, Little Lorian, Lofi, Luis, Luca, Lucas, Lucky Ducky, Mark, Marshall, Matt, Matthew, Michael, M. Kefius, <gasps> Molly, Mr. Ginger, Mountain Drew, Nathan, Nathan, Nicoge, Neal, or Niall, um, Nicholas, Knight, Rift, Niku, because it's neat in Japanese, uh, Noah, Orden, Papa Kush Ivern, Pards Bay, Saigonic, Purple Play Panda, Pika Support, Raphael, Rattlesnake, Jake, Rebecca, Red Lefty, Ricardo, RJ, Ryan, 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 ooh, a couple of Ryans, um, Scarecrow Jones, Scott, Secretly a Josh, Silphius, Shadow Skep, Smeg Mork, uh, Sodafish, Spartle, Speedy Spikes, Stu, Stuart, Sunny, Swain the Josh Main, T Hubs, Tanner, Thane, The Last Samurai, Slater, Thomas, Thoriander, TNB, Tune, Tot Skull, or T. Scotlum, T. Soul, uh, Tuned Can, Ty, Victor, Walter, Womper, Wyatt, Zod, Zach, Zachary, and Zachary. Whew. Nice. I guess longer every month. More difficult. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Aiden, do you want to tell us about uh, any League Cast news? Yeah, lots of stuff for League Cast. Uh, first being the Plays video came out this month. Uh, it is a little bit shorter. That being said, it took me about fucking eight times less time to edit, so I might keep them shorter from now on. I just, It was mainly shorter because like I was busy, as can be, uh, this past week. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it turned out pretty well. I think people are pretty happy with it. Um, so we'll see. It might be shorter uh, in the upcoming months, just because it's like... I don't think it needs to be like super long. Uh, as long as someone... like one person's plays get in i don't think they need multiple clips so i might just keep it shorter just because it took me actually so much less time to edit it um so we might see with that um as for other league cast stuff colton and i recorded the zed talks for the beginning of the s characters there's fucking what like 18 of those characters or whatever so we got through like half there's a lot yeah yeah we had some really good ones though i think our favorite one nick if you ever go back and listen to it Mm -hmm. is uh the singed one you should listen to that um yeah I, i really want to i realize that i don't sub to our our patreon so i couldn't listen to it without uh, yeah having i can i can give you a link to the the youtube uh, yeah. video um, <laughs> but yeah you should listen to our singed one uh, the basis of it is that his passive nick is the poison he just passively has poison Ooh, i like that a lot it's a cool fucking concept mm-hmm. i like that a lot cool stuff with him uh and i think he was really really fun to i'm so sad with. that i missed uh samira <laughs> we pretty well just said that like she just needs like slight nerf slash adjustments more than like actual changes like okay. her ultimate should have a regular ass cooldown for example i agree her, her w should do or her is it her her w is her like wind wall thing, right yeah wind wall mm-hmm. it should just do one damage right it doesn't need to actually do that like yep. stuff like that it's like kind of we didn't really do any big changes more just like okay gotcha. these are just how she should function we think fair um, enough fair enough but yeah it was fun uh, I would really recommend checking it out. So if you're a patron for $1, you can find it on our Patreon, patreon.com slash leadcast. If not, you can check it out on our um, YouTube. Next month, it will come out at the end of uh, June, I guess, on our YouTube for non-patrons. Yeah. Nice. Aiden, you also released a fucking pog guide on your personal YouTube channel. Oh, I did. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's unrelated, but I... I we had this long discussion in our like other discord like our friends discord where when i butter my toast nick or like put peanut butter on my toast 
yeah, I, I pre-crunch saw. my toast with the knife because I don't like I like it toasted and I like like toastiness of toast. But toast is too airy and it's too okay. crunchy and crumbs go everywhere when you bite it. But if you pre-crunch it when you're putting butter or peanut butter on your toast, it pre-crunches, it gets the crumbs off and makes it less like airy and crunchy. I mean, it checks out to me. Yeah, so you pre-crunch it with your with your knife when you go to butter it. No, nah, that's, that's 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 a life that's, tip. And I made a video on my. Aiden's, Aiden's a fucking toast main. Uh, <laughs> it's good, uh, but yeah, that was that was fun. Um, I think that's all of our stuff for this week or this uh, month. Our profile reviews yeah. are all done. So if you subscribe to that level of our Patreon, go check those out. Um, if you are at that level and aren't in there, let us know your summoner name. If you are in there and we have your summoner name and we tell you to play more games, uh, get out there and play some games. We can't we can't review no games. It's too yeah, difficult. It's but too. I'm not I'm not good enough to get out of plat. I'm not good enough to review zero games. <laughs> I guess the only other thing is that uh, if you are a patron uh, and you are on our Discord, you don't have your role. Uh, Discord bot has fixed itself now. Um, so if you like go to Patreon.com and you actually add your Discord account to your account settings, you'll automatically get nice. your role uh, through discord because it was yeah. bugged for like a long time um but it's and if fixed, you yeah. scammed me by dming me for a roll i'll find you <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool True. god fucking i got tricked awesome uh awesome yeah uh so we don't have any new news so we're just gonna get right into the stories colton you want to read the first one? Oh, for sure uh this is from midnight tags Midnight eggs. Midnight eggs. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't realize there was only one T. And I was mm, very confused enough, what a tag enough. was. Uh, best League of Legends podcast. Five stars. League cast is hands down my favorite podcast out there. And by far the best League podcast. The boys have great synergy. The topics and discussions are always interesting. And somehow I now watch anime. <laughs> Fun fact. My brother's name is also Neil. That's awesome. Ooh, my name's Neil too. Yeah, um, you want to read the next five star, Neil? Sh- sure. This is from. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, an amazing podcast. If you enjoy listening to all things League of Legends related, the content is amazing. As are the hosts. Found this podcast earlier in the year and been binging it for months now. All in all, my official rating is true out of ten. Love you guys. Thank you for the Hell for yeah. the review. <laughs> yeah, I love the other one of I now watch anime. Period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow I now watch anime. Somehow. Yeah. Um, awesome. We're going to do a bi-weekly, I think, next week. Yeah. With uh, Nostalgiana. Yeah, <laughs> so. I'll talk about some more old characters next week. But for now, we're going to talk about LCS slash LEC slash Valorant and contracts because I didn't have this originally planned, but I kind of do want to talk about it because there's been some news about it. Um, first of all, there's been tons of rumors about like different orgs fucking players and making them, like, forcing them into stuff. Like, uh, stuff like saying... Fnatic apparently saying to Blippo, like, you're playing jungle or you're not playing on the team. Stuff like that. How? Um, Interesting. Um, and then there's been, like, obviously we had, like, last year um, stuff like uh, Ocelot pretty obviously not letting perks go to um, Fnatic. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty pretty obvious. Like, uh, And partially understandable, right? Like, you don't want the second best team in the league to get the second best mid laner in the league right like if you have the power to do that from a competitive standpoint it allows you to do better in the league by not allowing that to happen that being said 
still a fucking douchebag move, right? Um, and we're seeing a, an org that is known for that do it more in NA, which is Cloud9. Cloud9 is an org that historically has done this a bunch, uh, and it seems like they're going to historically do it again. Uh, they've done it in the past with Sven Skarin, not letting Sven Skarin go to certain teams. Uh, now that Sven is benched, they fucking benched Sven for some reason, which is crazy. It's got to be like yeah. some sort of like internal issue because he is just the actual best AD carry in uh, LCS right now, and benching him makes zero sense. Uh, I don't care how good King is. Um, they're not putting in King to get an import on their team, it doesn't seem like, because King is an OCE player, therefore an NA player. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh Whereas Cement is not, but like they're not putting in a import, so it's obviously either because of performance, which it isn't the case because he's the best ADC in LCS, or it's because of like internal It'd be issues. Really, really tough to try and argue that you're you're benching Sven based off performance. Yeah, it's it's yeah. wild. It makes no sense. Um, but either way, uh, it's one of those things where if he does want to go to another team, I, I ha- I'm very, 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 very certain that Cloud Nine will not let him go to another team, um, because he's the best. Uh, AD carry and LCS, and they will hold his contract at a premium and not allow it to happen. And I feel like there's got to be something done about shit like this, man. Like it, it's fucking so awful to see. Uh, in Valorant, I guess the the reason why I wanted to bring up Valorant is that Sentinels is the best team in the world right now. In Valorant, um, they are a team composed of a lot of good players. One of the players is Tens, who is a per- player who was on the Cloud Nine roster, but. Uh, Sentinels, they're one of their main players, big controversy, yada, 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 banned from competitive for six months. So Cloud9 lends them 10s, and 10s is fucking cracked at Valorant to the point where, like, he's pretty obviously the best player in the world at Valorant. But like, didn't their stats. Did play CSGO? Uh, no, I don't I feel think like Tens is like 20 years old, so I'm assuming he hasn't played competitive CSGO at least. I'm not sure what he. Okay. I, he seems like he's coming to nowhere. Either way, it's one of those things where it's like, some of his stats, dude, are fucking crazy. So, like, he, he's he, he's an entry fragger, if, like, that's, like, S, that's what you could call him. So, like, he's someone who will, like, look for picks at the beginning of rounds and stuff like that. But throughout the tournament, dude, his number of first deaths to, to number of first kills, so, like, being the first one to die or being yeah. the first one to get a kill, 17 first kills, 2 first deaths. Holy shit. Isn't that, that's, like, fucked. That's crazy. Those are, like, that's almost unbelievable. Like, the guy is insane at the game. Either way, obviously the best Valorant player in the world. Uh, doing extremely well on this team where he's being lent to, um, but he's on Cloud9. So, once again, he, it's this weird situation where he's, like, being held at, like, a fucking crazy buyout ransom, uh, where he ended up being, apparently, rumored to be, uh, his contract was bought by Sentinels for $1.25 million. It's like, I don't know, man. It just seems like one of those things where it's like, I, I wish there was no version of this weird contract buying like hostage situations it feels really really bad for like a lot of scenes like imagine right now fanatic with fucking perks as their mid laner versus g2 with caps as their mid laner yeah be that would just be hype. way more better that would just be infinitely better for the lec scene imagine like uh like a couple of years ago like tsm re-getting sven on their team no, not Sven, like, Sven scary, not, like, yeah, the yeah. AD carry. Um, mm-hmm. th- their team would have just been insane. But, like, you have teams denying stuff like this because it it hurts their chances of doing better. Which I understand from a team's perspective, you obviously want to increase your chances of, like, going to Worlds, finishing high in LCS. But, like, I really do feel like you're just hurting the scene with some of these, like, contracts and, like, the way they're held. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On one hand, it's, it is, it, it would be nice for these players to get to go to the teams that they want. 
Um, and I don't necessarily support the devil's advocate position of it, (laughs) but we, we definitely don't want scenarios where I guess teams have absolutely no say in, in contracts, right? Like there, there has to be some middle ground between like X player wanting to go to Y team and their team and like their team, like, I don't, I don't know if, if, Power of Evil wanted to leave TSM and TSM didn't want that. I, on one hand, part of me thinks like, well, you gotta like you gotta agree to the contract, right? Um, yeah, no, there's there's definitely a lot of like there's there's strong points on both sides because yeah, right. I, like, I mean, I do think it's shitty like not letting a player mm-hmm. if a player is leaving, not letting them go to any team that they want. Mm-hmm. You know, or like forcing them to remain on the bench yeah because they're better for you on the bench than they are in literally any other team where they'll beat you Mm -hmm. but like for whatever reason you don't want them to play on your team but like it's it's tough because yeah there's just like hey we bought you for like we hired you for a three-year contract on our team and like if you want to leave after one we should have some say over that or you know, they they shouldn't just be able to be like, oh yeah, um, the the mid laner from TSM and the jungler from Cloud Nine are buddies, so they're gonna grab the bot lane from Team Liquid, and they're just all gonna dip and go over to like a tenth place org because they want to play together, and none of those teams have any say in it. Mm-hmm. Like we we don't want that to happen. It's just it, it's one of those that like the intent of it is that the best players are on teams that they're happy with and are doing well. And it's just with everything, like once things get into contracts and there's money involved, (laughs) it gets messy. And again, you know, Hey, cloud nine wants to make as much money from their league team as they can. And them getting fourth place instead of third, because they gave up their star 80 carry is not a way to make that money. Did you know if this happens in sports at all? Like, I really don't follow sports enough. I'm not sure if there's, like, rules or, like, what. But, like, is there just, Uh, like, really rich teams that have contracts of players that would be better on other teams but aren't being played on their team? I feel like it doesn't happen. Maybe that's because there's, like, a number of, like, people that you're allowed on teams and stuff. I'm not sure. Like, um, not, I mean, not to the same extent. Um, but, you know, there are players that hold out for for better contracts and if they mm-hmm. don't receive them, you know, there, there's, they just don't play. Like there's a player in the NFL who mm. wanted a, a better contract, didn't get one. So he didn't play for a year. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's not good yeah. for, for him. Um, but yeah, I think with traditional sports, there's also like the fact that within a game you rotate your, your lineup quite frequently uh well i guess aside from probably baseball where you really only rotate the pitcher typically like in football you can you know halfway through a game swap out somebody and it's not a big deal and there's also just like more positions to Mm -hmm. fill um where it's like if you have two really good quarterbacks it's like okay you know you get sunday's game you get tuesday's game or you know, hey, you're not doing great today. We can sub you out halfway through. And at least in my experience, I know, Nick, you watch a lot more traditional sports than me, but, like, if there is a good player 
that's being either benched over like a new talent they're trying out or for whatever like reason internally they typically aren't there super long in that they'll either get traded away or go back to the starting position like within a year or so yeah it's hard because um a lot of the time when a player is unhappy at least in in the nfl if a player is unhappy and the team accepts that and mm-hmm. accepts that they're going to leave, they try to like trade them and get some value back. Yeah. If like if Zven doesn't want to play on Cloud Nine, all Cloud Nine can do is sell his contract, right? And that that's not like that doesn't provide any benefit to Cloud Nine, the League of Legends mm-hmm. team, yeah. right? It yeah. does for they're, Cloud they're Nine, not... the org. Yeah, and I think that one, like, the draft is a huge thing because, like, yeah. if there's not a specific player you want, like, I can trade Sven and get your round one draft pick next year mm-hmm. to say, like, I'm giving up my good player now to get a really good player next year or a potentially really good player next year. And there's just, like, so many more people in that talent pool where it's, like, you know giving up Sven, who's just clearly the best AD carry in NA, whereas if you're like, who's the best right tackle in the NFL right now? I don't know, man. Like, he'll probably be bundled with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's hard It's hard to say. It's, int- um, it's, like, super interesting, I think, regardless. It's just, like, I, I would just wish... I think the scene would be more interesting if we got to see star players play and i think i feel like like if that happened in sports like people would be pissed right like if like some fucking crazy good quarterback is just sitting on another team because they have a better quarterback <laughs> you know what i mean it's like i don't know man that seems like yeah that, that wouldn't fly as much in uh like traditional sports you got, I guess. like tom brady and drew Brees on the same team and you gotta bench <laughs> one of them yeah it's just like i don't know it just seems like it's not super fun i don't think i don't necessarily think owners are doing it like to be malicious by any means i i think it's a purely business uh decision but like it just it's, it's a little bit rough i think for sure yeah and i think that like there's a translation there of you know obviously this is a bad decision for our org mm-hmm. and the chances to succeed versus okay that's that's like an easy decision to make of like if, if you go to a manager of a org you know c9 tsm wherever it's like okay option a would negatively benefit like negatively affect your team option b would positively affect them which one do you choose mm-hmm. obviously the one that positively affects you but then there's like the the further thing where it's like that player is kind of just getting shafted yeah um and that's really unfortunate for them that you know in this case you know i i don't think it'll be long but like let's say zven just doesn't get to play for like a, a year you know yeah then in his career it's like cool well now i have one last finals appearance and like one last world's attendance and i you know didn't get to practice during that time and like i I wasn't on a team i was happy with like it just sucks yeah i mean one entire year of like no professional development you know and for a league player that can be huge yeah it's it's very it's very strange um either way uh I hope I hope the LCS is good this year. I know the games start back up on this weekend. Not that I'm super interested in watching like just regular series games. I feel like there's just negative stakes in like any of it until like the end of the split. Um, but I know people do enjoy that, so I hope it's uh, good. Hope their games are really really good this season. 
I can't wait to be disappointed by a CLG one last time. <laughs> I, I saw LS like talk about CLG and he's like, because he, he likes CLG. He likes Hotshot. Mm-hmm. He's talked to Hotshot a bunch. But he's just like, they're just in such a bad spot, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the LCS doesn't, there's not a lot of help for bottom tier LCS teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I personally think it's going to stay that way forever. Yeah, I mean, like Unless the only way to some systematic help change these teams is they have to dump fucked amount of fucked amounts of money into their yeah. orgs that are hemorrhaging money. Like, yep, I don't know, man, and that's like such a terrible financial decision. I don't know. It'd be cool if there was some like form of like just redraft and like everyone was just cool with all the teams being equal. You'd have starting over. Yeah. You'd have negative worlds performance. Not that we have worlds performance anyways, but like yeah. what if all the LCS teams were just worse but they were all equal? And every single year uh, you just shook up the rosters. I mean, any as a whole would be way more fun. It'd I I fun. think like if if you're not going to if if any's not going to be competitive like mm-hmm. on a on a world stage make it fucking fun yeah just get I think crazy one way you could go about it is like build out a pool of players that do go into a draft and it's maybe like hey you you can lock down maybe three members of your team mm-hmm. one import and like the other two go back out into the pool and like you can you can draft them again but like th- there's a chance they might not and I, I think that would again be bad for the actual performance of teams but yeah that could mix things up a little bit it'd be fun oh, at I the mean, very for least sure. right yeah like as a viewer dude the fucking yeah. draft would be so much fucking fun oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah that's okay yeah, either way, um, I, I do think that contracts can be toxic, but I don't think businesses, I mean, uh, I don't think orgs are doing it, like, to be malicious. I think it's literally just a business decision, and uh, it doesn't impact how, I guess, fun it is to watch stuff, but I, I think that's just mm-hmm. a part of how it how it is, how it be. Yeah. Cool. Um, we're going to move on to the roundtable. Like uh, Nick, you weren't here last, were you here last week for the show? I was here last week. You were here, okay. Cool. I was in here for the, for the Patreon thing. show. Okay, cool. <laughs> we'll move. Uh, so last week's question was, uh, what is your favorite uh, change that Riot has done to League? From our Twitter, we got a bunch. One from Jason. He says the elemental drags and the map changes. Also, those new bushes in top and bottom. Robert said, getting rid of those beam turrets that were absolutely useless for this season. I completely True. forgot about that. When they made the fucking just beam turrets. Uh... Uh, Dragon said, I guess I have to say voting for champion reworks. It feels like the community gets involved in them just picking one or who gets a skin, what it looks like, etc. Just more involvement with people who play uh, and the people who create. I do think a lot of those things are just like surface level, I guess. Um, but I think it's cool to involve the community regardless. Um, anyways, uh, next is from Nas Ajos, and he says, I think I have to go third plating. It's a laning objective that you can use to mitigate the hmm. effect of, of excessive roams. I only wish stacking armor would be more easily accessible, as it sucks to lose three to four plates in one or two waves, especially uh, against Top Demolish. Yeah, there's a couple characters that just fucking like roll through turrets, like um, yeah. Diana's, Gwen's, Sets. Like characters Fiora. like that. Just Fiora, yeah. It's kind of gross. Got a couple from Facebook, one uh, from Greg, and he says, Rift Herald slash Elder Drake, adding cross-map incentives, options, choices, constellation prizes made the Rift, uh, sorry, made the early Rift Herald and late Elder Dragon game much more interesting. 
Brian said, towers from being that laser to shots. <laughs> and then a couple from our Discord. One from the Slater. He says, hot take, but I think the client is so much cleaner. May have the bugs, may have hmm. bugs upon bugs from a vi- but from a visual perspective. I look at the old client and realize how far Riot has come. So many moving dynamic animations. No wonder it's buggy. But God, does it uh, look stunning. Once they fix the bugs, it'll be great. Yeah, old client would look terrible, by the way. If anyone, like, look at old client and then also look at beta client. Beta client might be one of the ugliest things I've ever seen in my entire life. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, then one from Davy Kicks, he says, Hi guys, I'm a time traveler. My favorite change they made to League was when they deleted Viego from the game uh, forever at Christmas 2021 as a present to everyone. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then last but not least, we got one from Little Barnabas, and he says, The map update. Remember how bad this game looked? The game looked terrible back then for those who don't know like go watch some old league of legends footage it looked rough yeah we um there's a little nostalgia discussion in the discord uh this past week do you guys remember when evelyn had permanent stun or permanent stealth and her next damaging spell would just be a stun yeah and it wasn't like camouflage or whatever it was just true stealth how was like how was that allowed I mean, there's just tons of, like, <laughs> shit like that that was just, like, bad for the game, but was just, like, accepted, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, Anyways, the league has come so long, like, such a long way. Yeah, this week's Sport Roundtable question, though, is, uh, with MSI, we've hit mid-season. Are you guys where you thought you'd be ranked-wise? Why or not? Why or why not? This one's submitted by Jazzy from our Discord. Uh, absolutely not. Um, I thought I was going to be a little washed this year. Yeah. Um, you know, a little, a little worried that uh, last year wasn't a fluke, but... Um, no, I've, I've peaked. I'm peaking. Yeah, hell yeah. Nice. Should, uh, you should check your gain to make sure that that doesn't happen nice. again. Nice. <laughs> Got him. Audio jokes. Um, no, I, I am not where I thought I'd be ranked wise. Um, I mean, I, I've not played a ton of ranked, but it has not been a good season for me. Um, even like last year when I dipped back into plat and was stuck there forever and ever, um, I never really thought I'd have difficulty getting into diamond, but it's uh, it's not been going well. So yeah, Colton. hopefully, uh, hopefully at some point I'll just put the, the the time in to get that done. I think you should try like Riftmaker Nasher's Shivana. I think that kind of matches the playstyle that that you have, um, mm. but with the benefit of still getting to build AP and. Mm-hmm like you have a fat ass nuke and a fat ass true (laughs) (laughs) you got a fucking dumpy dude we talked about shivana in the patreon show oh there's so much that can be done with that character little thing nick uh we're Mm -hmm. saying like she should get an element kind of like the elemental drakes but the element that she gets nick is whatever drake doesn't show up out of the four. Ooh, that would be interesting. she's like, whatever... Oh, my God, dude. She just assumes your... it or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, the mountain drake is here. The the infernal drake is here. The wind drake is here. Bitch, I'm the ocean drake. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was saying. Is like she assumes yeah. the role yeah. of the last... Uh, that would be mm-hmm. dope. God, it's fucking... It's not here because it's me. Go give us a dollar on Patreon and listen to our shit, dude. Sometimes we come up with cool <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. How about cool. you... How about... Wait, Aiden, did you, did you answer? Did I answer? I don't think I did. Uh, I guess no. I'm like kind of where I expect I'd be, like currently being D3 because I demoted today. I kind of expected to be like not D4, but like not high diamond because high diamond is so much fucking harder than low diamond by like a crazy amount. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty happy. When I am when I set D2, I'm really happy with myself. And when I set D3, I'm like pretty average, I guess. I'm very pretty okay. just, just uh, whelmed. Do you know what I mean? 
How much AP do you have? Or AP, LP do you have? Uh, like whatever it demotes you to after it's 75, I think. Like 75. no matter what. Okay. Uh, I got to yeah. get to climbing. Hell yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. If you want to tell us uh, where, what was the question? <laughs> if you want to tell us uh, where you thought you would be ranked wise uh, uh, and if you're happy with it, why or why not, you can hit us up on our Facebook page at LeagueCast, our Twitter at LeagueCast. Send us an email, mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com or come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. Awesome. We're going to get into mail fight and we're going to have to move a little bit quickly to uh, to get through all of the ones from last week <laughs> and this week. Um so, the first one is from Jason. Hey, guys. Uh, I haven't sent an email in a while, and I know you... Uh, and you probably know why, based on the title of this email. Oh, I don't remember. Um, I'm packing up my house and moving. And yeah, I'm moving... Oh, sorry. Fuck, I can't read. I'm packing up my house, and yeah, I'm moving to LA from Florida on June 4th. So, I have plenty of time to listen to, uh, to you guys ramble about all the old versions of Champs I've never played since I only started playing in Season 5 or 6. If this is a long email, then I guess fuck me. Good luck on your climb, Jason. <laughs> Yo, fuck you in that long email. Next, that is uh, that is this Friday, my dude. Yeah. That's a uh, that is a long drive, and I hope you like yeah. a lot of absolutely. Fu- I hope you like a lot of Texas. Yeah, um, <laughs> I hope you enjoy being in Texas for half of that drive. Yeah, I feel like so. I feel like road trips. Half of the fun is just like okay, I'm done with the state. Like uh, okay, I'm done with the state of Georgia. Right, I, I remember that like stat or that like uh, trivia thing where like if you're driving from Austin to California, half at the halfway point of the drive is El Paso, mm-hmm. which is yeah. crazy. Like <laughs> Texas, because is you huge. pass, yeah, because from for for non-US people from Texas to California, you go Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California, no. Right, I, uh, I'm getting that right. I'm trying to like figure. It, either way, you're right. in Texas for half of it, which is crazy. Yeah, and, and the halfway point, you're still in the same state as before. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it. Yeah, yeah, the halfway point is yes. That's crazy. That's fucking That's wild. wild. I think it'd be, I think it'd be really funny to have like a map of the United States where there's like shading of for, between like the border of Texas and it, it extends. Of like the furthest distance between two points in Texas, because I feel like it would cover probably like ninety percent of the continental U.S. Yeah. Oh. Whereas, oh, for sure. Where it's just like the the furthest point that you can go between in Texas, and then just like that distance past the border, mm-hmm. like it would just cover so much. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, thanks for the email, Jason. Good luck with the move. Next one we have is from Brendan. Hi, Leadcast. First off, love the podcast. It's great to listen to. Uh, all the information from a higher level players and great banter. Higher level players. He must be talking about you, too. Uh, my name Pla- is Yo, Skynet. Plat is still good. Yeah. No, uh, anything on. below Plat 1 is uh, I'm tired of Anything below what this. I currently am. am yeah, like true. That. Says um, my teammates always. <laughs> forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Skynet, and I'm a jungle OCE player. I'm pretty trash and don't play very often anymore, but I've been playing since Season 3 and normally float around gold. I have a question regarding analyst portions of op.gg, u.gg, or any other analysis app. I know these are not perfect and don't represent a lot of different variables in the game, some of which could be single throws that would lose a game. Is there a best app for the at-a-glance analysis, in your opinion? 
Also, I find myself regularly getting MVP or Ace on these apps, uh, having a look at the last 11 solo queue games and 20 flex games. Um, considering that there are five players on each team, I think this number would be much closer to 20% than 50. Uh, if players are matched with evenly skilled teammates, um, if, uh, yeah, if they were, uh, even with this, it seems very difficult to climb at times. Uh, are there things that you would put a high priority to focus on that may not be included in these kind of automated analysis? Uh, apologies for the length of the email and hope you all have a great day. Many thanks, Brendan. Um, so I think the one we most endorse is u.gg and mm -hmm. That's, that's what we use for our profile reviews. I think any tool that you do use, there are going to be useful stats you get from it. But again, stats aren't gonna tell the whole picture. Um, you know, you could have gone 10, two and 15 with like plus 80 CS lead, but lost the game for your team because you t took like a stupid fight at 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. And like, there's there's a lot that can happen or like you could have maybe had a really really shitty lane that you managed to eke out like not dying at all and being down only like 15 cs and that might have been like a really really good performance based on a hard counter matchup or maybe you were getting like ganked a lot um so i'd say u.gg is probably the best one out there take it for the fact that like it's only going to be a partial picture as for, you know, things to put a priority on to help you climb and things that aren't going to be in, in u.gg, I'd say in general, like u.gg and op.gg and any of them are going to have a pretty poor assessment of your macro. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I don't, yeah, I think that the closest you're going to see in that is like kill participation probably. Mm -hmm. But for solo queue, I don't think that's a... A great representation yeah um other than that i mean any of the things we kind of just talk about when we talk about how to climb I, i'd say that just you know work on those especially if you're you know typically gold fundamentals 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 mm -hmm. learn your combos learn the right build last hit hit your skill shots dodge skill shots like all of those universal things that are going to apply to every matchup always also, mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're a jungle main, so getting it 50% of the time is, like, normal because your role has the most kill participation, typically. Uh, so the only game that you're not going to get ace if in a win or, uh, I guess, MVP in a win and ace in a loss uh, are games where uh, you had someone on your team, like, pop the fuck off. But in theory, yeah. you should be getting it a lot as jungle. So, uh, Additionally, the those particular apps place from what I've noticed, place a ton of value on placing pink wards, whether they, yeah. um, purchasing and placing pink wards, whether or not they actually contribute to, mm -hmm. you know, the game. And since state. you listen to our show, you frequently purchase control wards, uh, because you're a good league yeah. cast fan and you listen to us and we tell you to do that. So that's probably why you're always the MVP because yeah. yeah. you're better than everyone else and you're buying wards. Um, if you were going to look at a, a one variable I want to I want to point out CS. Um, mm -hmm. I think that is hard to know where to, like where you should be, without context, um, and that is one of the things that I mention. I think every single time I do an account review, like especially if it's uh, you know support or jungle withholding, obviously. But 
if you're if you're a carry roll, you need to be hitting like eight CS a minute, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I I also mention CS a lot. I think another thing that I mention more often than the specific number is seeing players that are all over the place based on like game to game. Oh, for sure. We're like you know they'll have five games of eighty carry, and three of those games they'll be at eight a minute. And then two of them, they'll be under 100 at 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, you don't necessarily need to hit perfect CS, but like hitting consistent, like yeah. at the very least, I, you know, I'd rather have a player who's getting seven a minute every game than like nine a minute, three games and six a minute, the other two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially yeah, if you want to climb consistently, if you can have that amount of gold every game. You're gonna be able to perform with it. So yeah, that's that's email. why CS is important. There's just so much yeah. gold that you're leaving on the table. Yeah, thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Brendan. Next email from Nathan. Subject: Flash for thought. Uh, hey guys, so I've been thinking about something a lot recently. It's about how it's about flash and how I don't really like it. It helps you engage when you should have been out of range. Helps dodge skill shots, get you safely uh, over walls. It feels like it does everything. Born from my frustration with the summoner spell, I actually thought about how I would change it. Just to be clear, though, I am not actually saying it should be changed. I'm not a game designer, and I understand it is kind of an integral part of the game at this point. This is just more of a thought you can chew on. So in this hypothetical situation where they do change Flash, what if they made it into a Keystone? Get rid of Omnistone, because let's face it, nobody likes or uses it anyway, and replace with Hex Flash or Flash. Uh, Taking the Flash Keystone would mean at the beginning of the game, before leaving Fountain, you can pick one of your summoner spells to become Flash slash Hex Flash for the rest of the game. Um, This would leave Flash as an option for players, but it wouldn't be a default necessi- uh, necessity on every champion since, for example, in order to have Flash, bruises would have to give up on Conquer, Assassins, on Electrocute, etc. Again, I just want to say that I'm not a game designer. Uh, I'm not saying these changes should be made, but what do you guys think? Would ganks become successful most of the time because you don't have to worry about Flash most of the time? Uh, would we see more diversity in what summoner spells people take or would people start taking ghosts or something as a default replacement for flash every game is this underpowered as far as keystones go or is it extra powerful because your opponents are likely to have aren't likely to have flash as well whatever you think and however long you decide to talk about this i just want to say thanks for your awesome podcast this email is long and i'm truly sorry nathan i just Um, feel like it becomes like people everyone runs that no matter how good it is right yeah, it's it's really hard to say that um, people wouldn't run Flash, like almost yeah universally. Like, a lot would the couple that didn't need it would be nutty. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the fact of just like I, I think everyone can see that there are some problems with Flash, but the fact is it's like a core building block of League of Legends. It's been there from the start, and there's so much wrapped up in it in how you play and how things work. Like, there are certain characters where you just, like, can't really imagine them without a flash combo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I, I think it's it's one of those, you know, League of Legends 2 problems where if they made a new game, they could probably just take flash out. But as things work now, I don't think there's a way to do it. Yeah. The, yeah, I, I don't know how to... I don't think Flash can be removed. Um, there's so many mechanics and, and things balanced around the idea that every single champion in the game is going to take Flash that... Mm. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the best for a reason. It it's balanced around that. Like I think if you were gonna do anything, you just fucking hard remove it. Like I don't think it should be in the game in some sort of like caveat. You know what I mean? It just needs to either be in the game or out of the game. I guess. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I think the only way you can do it is if you put a statless item, a statless expensive item that gives you something like flash. Yeah, I, but, I just looked it up, by the way. So this isn't, like, all the data. This is only encompassing 98% of, like, summoner spell accommodations because um, mm-hmm. it only shows the top 10. But the top 10 is 98% of all summoner spell accommodations. But Flash is 95% of that 98. Yeah. yeah. So Flash is at least 95% of uh, all summoner spell, like, uh, combinations. Yeah, and the, the other one, mm-hmm. like, the other has to be, like, ignite tp or some shit like that ignite tp is 1.5 percent that's the like, most yeah, popular the non-tp shit. uh non-flash uh, combo because it goes flash ignite and, yeah. flash tp flash smite flash heal flash exhaust flash barrier yeah and then ignite tp or sorry yeah yeah ignite tp yeah mm-hmm. that's crazy i'd say probably then like smite exhaust or smite it's ignite flash cleanse smite ignite and then flash ghost are the last ones to yeah um but yeah um I, I think it's it's really hard to get rid of like to adjust it without just ultimately getting rid of it and mm-hmm. I don't think they can do that how mm-hmm. the game works. So we'll move on to the next email from Nebula. But again, thank you, Nathan, for the email. Next one uh starts. Hey guys, it's me, Durable Nebula. But you can call me <laughs> Nebula because I know you have trouble saying my name. It's just <laughs> like dude. The That's fucking funny. L-E-N-E together, you just, like, mm-hmm. forget that there's an end of the word durable. Uh, durable <laughs> Nebula. Uh, your resident low-level Trundle main. I've been maining Trundle for my whole time on League, and I find him fun, but I want to try and branch out to a champion who- that doesn't make my friends laugh when I pick them. Are there any good top champs that you'd recommend for low-level players like me Thanks for all you do, Nebula. Um, I mean, I, I'd say there's, like, Orn Scion are really consistent CC-heavy tanks that can get really ahead in lane if your opponent doesn't know what they're doing. So those would be my recommendations, uh, like Orn Scion. I think, um, I honestly think you should... Is it going to be weird to say I think you should stick with Scion, or with Trundle? I don't think Trundle is bad. Think, I don't think it's I like think Trundle is cheap. I, I mean, I don't think he's OP, but I think with like Divine Sunderer buffs, and uh, he recently received, I think, small buffs. Um, but I think a lot of people don't understand the strength of his Q at level one. Um, so you can just win a lot of cheesy games like that. <laughs> like level one, you're taking 10 attack damage flat from the character you Q, and you gain 20. That is a thousand fifty gold worth of stats, like worth of attack damage, as as a swing. Yeah, that's in, that is insane, and it's a low cooldown auto attack reset. It's it's crazy. I think the character is really cheesy for um, uh, top laners and melee mid laners. Um, yeah, but um, on a very similar note, uh, I think you should try Warwick Top. Um, I think kind of the same thing, cheesy, uh, if you're familiar with the damage and the healing specifically that you'll be able to, uh, to do at, at low health levels, um, you'll be able to cheese out a lot of fights. And when Warwick gets ahead, 
he doesn't really lose. Mm-hmm. So I guess for me, I I always recommend Tom Kench. I'll recommend him till the day I die. He just like fights mm-hmm. people, and that's also really good if you're like newer to the game. Yeah. Um, but in reality, you should just play Malphite. Malphite, I think, is the true. He's the character that requires the least goal, I think, in the entire. Maybe just for to- out of top laners for sure. I think you can go down sixty CS as as Malphite and still be doing ninety five percent of what you want on the character. I um, I would say that going sixty CS down isn't that much in a yeah. Malphite lane. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's like pretty that's standard almost to be to expected. Yeah. yeah, and it just feels like your character's still doing like the over ninety percent of what they should be doing in like a regular like ass lane i guess um absolutely so, i don't know if you enjoy playing like characters like that go for it if not if you want to play some more like fight them characters like trundle then try tom kench you'll probably enjoy him a fair bit i have a guide uh that you can look at pog cool nice thank you to nebula yep. yeah thank yeah. you to nebula uh next email is from dragoon Haley cast crew i finally emailing after months of wanting to and forgetting by wednesday so here we are but apologies in advance for the long email, so I, I'll try to take out as much fluff as possible. Senna, she's pretty dumb. She has too much healing to be an AD carry and too much damage to be a support. Her soul's passive grants her obnoxious amount of range. Even Kindred, who has to do more than just stand there to get her stacks, has a maximum range of 750. And that's at 25 stacks. Almost never actually happens. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Um... A bunch of episodes ago, y'all had a roundtable that was about making a character based on an animal, uh, and I've had this sitting in my notes on my, of my phone for too long, so here it is. Soren, the barn owl character. Passi- passive is aspect of the barn owl. Her basic attacks are the uh, are the remain of his of previous pay- prey in the form of pellets. If a target is within melee range and the next auto attack would kill the target, he instead swallows them whole and his next auto uh, auto attack is improved with its damage based on the unit eaten. Holy shit. Um, so obviously the bigger unit that you eat, the more damage that you're going to do. Uh, Q is talons, sw- swipes his talons in front of him twice, dealing physical damage. The second swipe applies a bleed effect. If the first swipe hits, dealing extra physical damage per second. Uh, w is binocular vision. Uh, Soren can see into the nearest bush within an auto attack range so long as he is facing it on active. You target a champion as his prey and gain vision of them for a certain amount of time. Uh, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, Screech is his E. Range is about 500 units. Enemy champions in range are slowed and abilities currently on cooldown on affected champions take an extra second before becoming available. The ultimate is Bird of Prey. Soren dives onto the target champion and latches onto them, dealing X physical damage, uh, critically striking if the champion has 10% or less HP. Uh, Again, sorry for the long email, but also not sorry. Y'all are awesome. Thanks for making an amazing podcast and also creating an amazing community around it, Dragoon. Hell yeah. Uh, This character sounds pretty, uh, pretty, pretty cool. I really, really like the E ability, adding extra cooldown to uh to abilities that are on cooldown Mm -hmm. um i think that's an untapped market in league um and really really cool hell yeah yeah awesome thank you oh i was just uh, that's a mechanic i've been thinking about for a bit that i think would be cool to put in the game yeah uh and we agree sen is crazy um i think she is more of a problem in competitive than she is in solo queue 
um, because she is a fucking menace in competitive. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> character yeah. is a problem. Uh, awesome. Thank you, Jagoon. Next one is from a stock Supra. Hello, mental gen of league cast. Idiot metalhead top player here to simp for Mick Gordon and the amazing True. game that is Doom Eternal. After hearing y'all say you liked Doom 2016, I decided I had to write in to make a case for Doom Eternal. It is, as Daft Punk might say, harder, better, faster, and stronger <laughs> than its predecessor. More types of enemies in greater numbers, better weapons, better upgrades, more diverse and better design levels, better challenges, all come together to make a combat system that, when mastered, puts you in an almost therapeutic flow state of glorious demon genocide. All while the Mick Gordon's pounding drums and screaming guitar urge you ever forward to destroy bigger and badder demons. In all seriousness, though, I think this game takes everything that made Doom 2016 good and builds upon it into a truly wonderful experience that I would recommend to anyone. Also, I figured I would leave some tips for Sekiro as an avid Souls player. Uh, it can be especially challenging to break the habits of dodging and striking in openings that the Souls games have taught us over the years. But Sekiro is far more enjoyable when treated as a sort of rhythm game, mm -hmm. standing your ground and deflecting all the blockable attacks rather than attempting to use the laughable dodge feature with the fraction of the iframe as rolls in other Souls games. Finally, to have a little, at least a little league tie-in, Colton asked the other week if the control ward stays in Mordekaiser's death realm after he leaves, and I am here to confirm that, as of the last time checked, <laughs> it does. If you alt someone in the same spot, your friendly control ward will still be there, smiling to grant you vision against those peaky... Uh, pesky bush cheesers apologies for the horrific stream of consciousness that is this email hopefully it's at least mildly understandable no it was pretty cohesive um I, I know nick is a huge fan of doom i you know it's it's on my ever expanding list of games to play that aren't league of legends but i don't tend to play a lot of those i think um i think colton if you play it you should see if it's a, a game that you can stream on twitch but I bet that would be a lot of fun mm -hmm. to stream it to an audience. Um, 2016 mm -hmm. was really good, and I would definitely recommend, I think, starting there. I own Eternal, so at some point I will be playing it. Um, but Sekiro had been on my list for longer than either of those games, uh, and it was it was time to, to give it the, the, the attention it deserved. Yeah. Um, abs it is... I, I definitely have learned that deflecting is strictly better than dodging in almost every single scenario yeah it very like, much unless is a rhythm game unless it's undodgeable then yeah like yeah yeah a rhythm rhythm game is a, is a great way to put it and coming over from you know the souls series where using a shield with 100 percent physical mitigation is the easiest way to play the game you know it's yeah. hard to transition off of that um cool and yeah really cool information about mordekaiser so i guess Buy control words from Mordekaiser's realm? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, a stock super. Next email is from Skip. Fuck Shaco. I'm sorry for. I'm very sorry for the length of this email from your favorite milk lover, Skip. True. Oh, it's yeah. okay, man. Shaco's uh, wildly that? strong right now, and I don't know if they buffed him recently. Uh, I don't think they have, but yeah, no idea. I think they nerfed him recently, and he's still like kind of popping he's off. He's pretty spooky. Next email is from Nathan. 
Uh, just heard your coaching discussion on the latest episode. Great discussion, by the way. And I have a theory on who the $150 an hour coach was. <laughs> if I'm correct, I just want to point out that I was watching his stream a couple years ago when a Tom Kench top was going through a really strong phase and saw him get dicked in lane by a certain Tom Stench. Just Yo. saying. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was that you, Aiden, where you're out there. You got their clapping. I beat a coaches. lot of like decent players back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. All right. Thanks, Nathan. Um, next emails from Jonathan Isolade, not Christian Johnson. Uh, Giga OP pick. Hi, I'm Jonathan Isolade, uh, not Christian Johnson, and I have come with wisdom. <laughs> from the frozen north of Sweden, although it's pretty hot outside. Two weeks ago, an emailer said, what champs do you like that you can build almost anything? And I immediately thought of Talon. This champion can neither, oh, sorry, can either be a Batman bruiser, giga healer, jumper fighter, or a stealthy killer, diver assassin man with a big knife. But have you ever heard of AP Talon? Yes, this champion can be an assassin, bruiser, and a mage. Here's the build. First of all, boots. Get boots that lower cool uh, cooldown, a.k.a. Ionian. Uh, now, to get this to work, we need to set up Talon with a mythic that gives him a dash. This is either Protobelt or Prowlers. We're going with Prowlers this time. <laughs> Uh, after that, we need uh, to get him to execute his enemies since his AP damage will be really low. So we need to go Collector. Then, of course, we need move speed to get him into fights. We go Yomu's. Talon also has no AP scaling, so to deal damage, we need to survive longer by building Black Cleaver. Now, down to the last item, uh, uh, we will get this this AP uh, train going. Let's go. We start off with the Zonias, and that's it. Have fun smurfing in Diamond Kids. Jonathan, Isolate, not Christian Johnson. Yeah, I was going to say, if it... it if you didn't build uh if you didn't build zonies, it's not a true AP build. Yeah. Yeah, if but, you don't uh, if you don't buy the best AP item in the game, then what's the point? There's a random yeah, thread that, uh, talking about sorry, how God. like arm guard isn't good enough to build now. What? I don't know, man. It's fu- like I understand arm guard like it does feel bad to build, but like it built into the best fucking item in the game. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry you can't sit on an 1,100 gold component and make your AD, like, uh, you know, uh, opponent completely useless. Yeah. What? Oh, man. I I don't know. Like, mage itemization gets a lot of flack, I think. I I think they they have the benefit of uh, being really fucking strong when it's strong and being pretty mediocre when it's, quote, weak. Yeah. I agree mm-hmm. completely. It's strange, but yeah. Thanks, cool. Jonathan. Hopefully, uh, hopefully people can use some of that uh, AP ability to uh, yeah to, to play a rather rather weak champion. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talon's pretty weak without that sick AP build. True. <laughs> Next email from Caleb. Yeah, he says, and it's Caleb. Hey, <laughs> My name is Caleb, and I've played League for eight years now, and just somehow found the podcast this year. Oh, that's Mm-mm. too bad, buddy. Can't believe you've been playing League for eight years. It's it's not a good game. (laughs) Uh, So, my humble question (laughs) to the uber pog lords of Summoner's Rift is about grinding solo queue. I have made gold consecutively for the last two years, but tend not to get far past that as an over-aggressive jungle main. And listening to your podcast where the topic regularly comes up where you use the number... 100 as an average number of games to judge your performance off of as a college student who also works a full-time job um 
working 40 plus hours a week, I find that oftentimes I don't have time to play League. And even when I do, one of the tips I follow to a T is that when I get tilted, I just won't play ranked for the rest of the day. This has led me to only having around 100 games every season, as my time to play and strict anti-tilt measures keep me from grinding regularly. So at this point in a long email, my question would be, how do you grind solo queue when you don't have a lot of time to sink into the game? I'm currently sitting in silver one with zero LP, with about 67 games into the season, about to make the push for gold next week. As I took the whole week off for my wedding next Friday. Oh, congrats. Nice. Uh, I love this game oh, and yeah, seeing dude. how high I can climb, but oftentimes I feel like I could do better if I had time and patience to not get tilted and sink a solid 300 game grind into the game. Uh, my IG <laughs> is White Boy Milkman. What a fucking name. <laughs> okay. What an in-game name, dude. Uh, if you wish to look me up and see the sloppy season it has been for me, as I flip through a lot of champions to find what I want to main this season, as I have finally settled on Nocturne and Lee Sin. As the kids say, sorry for the long email, and thank you for the great podcast. Or should I say podcast? That helps me pass the time at work. Any advice would be appreciated. I got this one, boys. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think like when we say like um, 100 games, it's more the fact that if you've played a hundred games, you're probably equal equaling out to like where you should be. It's not that you have to play a hundred games to know where you are or whatever, but like if you're playing a hundred, if you've played a hundred games and you're fifty percent winner, you're probably where you are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Nick, you've played you've played a decent amount of games. I think you've played like. Uh, I think I'm almost at two hundred. Yeah, you're at like two hundred, and you still have like a pretty high winner, right? So like, yeah. it's pretty easy to say that. Like Nick, you're getting to where you should be, but you could probably go a little bit higher because you've played like yeah, you've played one hundred and eighty games, and you have a sixty percent winner rate still, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. That's like not very often that happens. So you can look at your thing and you can go with this win rate. Obviously, it's slowing down. Obviously, obviously, you don't have a sixty percent win rate in Diamond Three. You have a sixty percent win rate two Diamond Three. Maybe you could hit Diamond Two, and that win rate probably will cl- uh, like slow down to like. 50%. That being said, if you're at like 50% in silver after even like say 30 games, like you're starting to get a idea that like maybe you had some unlucky games, maybe you're actually like a gold player, but you're not like a plat player at this point at least, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you couldn't couldn't climb to plat. It's just like with a bigger game size, it's pretty easy to say like where your kind of like skill level actually is at. Um mm-hmm. uh that's what we just kind of mean by the 100 games. That being said, like it, it <laughs> You can definitely make assumptions of where you should be based on how your games have gone so far, I guess. Yeah. 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 I I would also say that a lot of times we reference that just more games number in regards to people who are trying to pull trends off a very small sample. You know, like, hey, I have a 90% win rate on X character over 10 games. Mm -hmm. Are they mega OP? I don't know. Play 50 and see if you keep that. Yeah. Or like, hey, I've had really unfortunate matchmaking the last two weeks, and we, you know we see that you've had ten games, and two of them had a dodge. It's like, well, hey, you know, two dodges in ten is twenty percent, and that's a lot. But if you had played a hundred, maybe you would have only gotten to three dodges or four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's not to say that you need to play more. And I don't think you need to play a ton of games to get where you want to be. I think Aiden's been a good example of that consistently, like being the same if not typically higher rank Mm -hmm. than me or you know nick quinn trevor whoever with like 
a tenth of the games typically yeah this is like the first year i've kind of played like a good amount usually i'm like a sub 50 game on my main account player and i'm still like sitting d3 high d3 maybe low d2 sort of thing this season i have a decent amount i think i have like 100 on my main Mm -hmm. and like maybe like 200 on my smurf but i was also unemployed for like uh like a little bit (laughs) uh and guess so that makes it a lot easier to grind dude if you have a job man it's i haven't played nearly as much league since i've been working right like uh Mm -hmm. so i and there's also getting back versus Mm -hmm. climbing is a huge thing right where it's like if i you know am end the season d4 and I want to get back to D4, it doesn't take as many games as, like, if I'm in silver and I'm trying to make my way to plat, I probably have to put a lot more games in unless somehow I'm in silver, but I have, like, diamond level skills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if, if I'm only 10% better than the average player in my game, I'm going to have to play more games to, to climb than if I was, you know, 50% better than the average guy in my game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and I mean, to your point about how do you make time for a league, you, with two full-time, like, things, basically. Time ma- commitments. We'll yeah, say. two full-time commitments plus, you know, a wedding coming up. You probably just don't have a lot of time for hobbies at all. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's hard to say, oh, just pick a day and, and grind. But may, maybe, you know, maybe try that. Maybe instead of calling off ranked for the entire day if you get tilted take a couple hours of break go for a a pretty long walk and come back and see how you feel then if you don't want to don't if you you know feel like you're kind of over and it was just a a one-off then maybe queue up again yeah maybe make it like your saturday morning thing you play two games a league every saturday morning sort of thing who knows like just find time yeah if you want to play if you want to grind for it then like make time for it right Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah and yeah yeah so Thank you to uh, Caleb for that email. Appreciate it. Next one is from Ricardo. OMFG, no Swain. Uh, LOL, having a break, still hard stuck plat too. Really hoping your rework of Swain will uh, will make me at least masters, question mark? A fan, <laughs> Ricardo. I appreciate it. Man. I, I'm very excited to talk about Swain. Um, he is one of my favorite characters thematically uh, <laughs> in League. Um, and I think his play style is really, really cool. So, uh, looking forward to, to talking about that and, uh, you know, you can, you can have access to that for just $1 a month, one single dollar. You find that on the ground every month. Yeah. Next month, Nick will tell us like what they're, what he's going to do to Swain to make him cool. I'm going to fix him. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, going to fix Swain. It. That's the point of the show is us fixing champions. I'm going to fix yeah. Swain guys. Hell yeah. Thank you for the email, Ricardo. Next one, broken banjo says, hey all, I'm looking for some idea of what to play. I've been playing AD Carry this season, mostly Twitch and Kog'Maw, uh, with my secondary position being top. About once a week, though, I get auto-filled into the jungle. I have picked the meta picks, but I have no idea on pathing, only a quick Google search before the game. I was wondering if there is a champ that was relatively good slash okay through the patches and a quick pathing idea. Sorry if the email period <laughs> broken banjo um so my best advice would be if you're auto filled jungle just dodge mm-hmm. especially if it's only like um, once yeah. a week that's like not a big deal at all yeah. that's three points yeah, once a week like, that's awesome mm-hmm. it's like it's tough to say but like if you really want to be a passable jungle when you do get auto filled like it's gonna need to be your primary role for a while <laughs> to figure it out um 
it's not an easy one to just pick up and be able to do. And like we were talking about this in the Discord maybe a week or two ago, mm-hmm. where you just have such a severe disadvantage if you're sitting there trying to like Google like who's a good jungle this patch, what is their clear, and all of the permutations of it. Yeah. Because like that's that's the problem with jungle is that there's just so many different like could go this way, could go this way, could go this way. Whereas like most other rules, it's like, okay, even if I don't play mid or top and I haven't in a while, I know that I can like pick a brain dead tank top. I can sit there and farm minions. And as long as I don't die and I don't give like a 70 CS, like four tower plate lead, I'm going <laughs> to be relatively as effective as the other top laner. Um, but you can really, really drop the ball in jungle and just like, solo lose the game because you were sitting there attacking wolves at the wrong time that being said, yeah like you, Aiden says you, it's a very influential role yeah if you, if you do like really do want to like play a jungler though just fucking play something like volibear and just like actually force like scuttles 2v2s 3v3s uh early ganks uh your character will hopefully carry you like stat wise through like the early game and if you get enough of a lead you will win those games but i really would recommend dodging but if not then play a, a stat character like a volibear who can kind of just like uh brute force his way through early game mm-hmm. yeah you you generally also just don't want to pick like the execution heavy or high tempo yeah. junglers um because again while they can pop off if you don't know what you're doing with them it's gonna just be terrible like there's a reason i don't play nidalee at all is because i don't know how <laughs> um and that's not to say that nidalee is not a good jungler and that people aren't fucking gods of that character it's just like i have no idea how to clear properly and keep the pace that you need to to make nidalee effective <laughs> um yep. so yeah good luck in your games and don't forget to use those dodges they only cost you a little bit of lp and no mmr yep uh thank you broken banjo next email is from gray hey guys i've been listening to the show for a while now and for me it's a great gateway from the real world uh getaway sorry from the real world i have just joined the discord and i'm excited to see what it has to offer i've been playing a lot of league uh lately but i have experienced more toxicity than ever I'm currently in one of those slumps where I feel like I'm playing great, but I'm not winning. As a jungle main, I understand there are many things I could do to influence uh, a game in one way or another. I've watched my replays back and checked myself for what I could have done better, which there is a lot of mistakes I can fix. One example of this unusual toxicity, I gave up the first strike as a cane against an Udyr. There was no brat lane priority, so I figured I would just give it and fight for the next one. Mighty Carry decided to simply type GG and stand in fountain since I did not, quote, play for objectives. I do not really respond in chat once it gets toxic as there's no need to feed into it, but I think I've just decided to leave chat off for now. I hate to do that as there are some great teammates out there and decent comms, but as of late, um, it has led me to have more headaches than good times. Do you ever feel... Like, sometimes you, uh, as an individual, are playing really well, but no matter what, it seems like you can't scrape out a win. Thanks for the game, uh, the time, guys. Gray. Um, every time I've ever played League of Legends in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, that's... And every time I hit go live on Twitch. True. Um, yeah, uh, so I think, like... I think saying that the game has gotten more toxic than, than it's ever been is, like... I, I personally don't think that's true. 
um you there's know there's aspects my... of it that i think are true uh i think like there is like very much streamer mentality that affects stuff and i think i'm affected by it too there definitely are times where i go this game should just be unwinnable and that makes me not want to play it out, even though obviously fucking every game under like challenger level is winnable at any point, mm-hmm. right? But like, yeah, in theory, I just torpedoed my lane, died to him twice, lost three of his under tower, and I, it's just the game's over. Like the game is not winnable mm-hmm. in theory, but it's a fucking whatever yellow game, even at D two, right? The game's still mm-hmm. winnable. Like I do think that yeah. is a mentality that has been perpetuated by streamers, by content creators, whatever. That the game is a vacuum, and this is how it goes after certain things. Um, so I think that's made it more toxic, but overall, I don't think, yeah, I think you're right. It's overall, it hasn't like actually not more toxic, I guess. I, I, I guess, yeah, the, there, there are different, um, I guess the avenues for that toxicity to come out, mm-hmm. but I think the, the level, like the, the people are just as toxic as they were 10 years ago, Yeah, you know, like the people haven't changed the way that they express those, mm-hmm. that, that, ex, that toxicity, you know, has, um, mm-hmm. and it you're not supposed to feel like that you that you have a chance at winning every single game obviously mm-hmm. um and you have to remember that you're 20% of your team and you're only 10% of the game yeah so even if you're playing really well that is such a minuscule fraction of the total amount that is needed to go into like winning a game that just Playing well every single game is obviously the best way for you personally to to climb, mm-hmm. but a lot of climbing is also just luck. You know, you can't. Yeah, you, you can't climb. It is almost impossible to hard smurf every single game in one v nine. Like yeah. unless you're just mm-hmm. dr- like leagues better than the, the players you're playing with, that's just not yeah. going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know, again, you're twenty percent of your team, ten percent of the game. So let's say you're in silver and you, you, you're you in silver four and you're playing at a gold one level. So you're significantly better. And you play at that gold one level every single game. It's like, good for you. Hooray. You've got four people on your team that are in silver four. And so they might be playing anywhere from like a, a bronze two to a, a gold one level, let's say at peak. So let's mm-hmm. say like three of them are playing at bronze two. And there's one player on the enemy team who's also playing at his gold one level, and everyone else there is playing at their silver four level. Hey, yeah, mm-hmm. they win that game. Like, you did great, but you can't really control the four players on your team. And, you know, hey, there might be somebody else on the other team who's also doing really well. And, again, there are times that, unfortunately, those different distributions line up really poorly where you know hey maybe i'm playing super well but i'm going against like a super safe bot lane that even though i'm like you know three times better than their ad carry they're playing yumi ezreal or like soraka ezreal we're never going to kill them i'm going to get a little bit of a cs lead it's annoying (laughs) whereas like our mid laner with the same skill gap died 25 times because he was in a mobile mid laner and got ganked by a chad jungler like yeah there's just so many factors that go into it it can be really discouraging um if it's really getting to you i would say definitely muting chat if it bugs you is the right way to go and sometimes you just need to take a break if you feel like there's nothing you can do to win the game uh that's why i haven't been playing much recently is because like 
I just kept playing and playing and playing, and I was like, it was not good for my mental, yeah. so there's plenty of other things to do that aren't League of Legends. Yeah, of course. yeah and that's, that's not to say that um, you have zero control of the game and you should just expect every single game to be a coin flip. Yeah. But you are such a small portion of that game that, realistically speaking, it's not... It's not entirely in your control if you win every single game or not. Of course. Yeah, and and you just guarantee that, like, ideally, at least one position, you will be the better player every game. And that over the long run, that means, you know, if you play ten games, you'll probably win six of those. Mm -hmm. And if you play a hundred games, you'll probably win sixty and, you know, over time, you'll climb. And yeah. maybe if you're really, really, really better, maybe you'll win, you know, 70 of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Good luck, Ray. Next email is from Gunner, a.k.a. Unknown Weirdo. Hello, Leadcast crew. I hope you all are having an amazing week thus far. I'm writing in today because I've been enjoying your guys' podcast for the past six months. This is my first ever podcast that I've listened to, and I have been hooked. Started at the beginning, and I've been devouring episodes like Chogath every day (laughs) at work. Uh, Although this is my first League podcast, I am not new at the game. I've been playing since the beginning of Season 2. I don't play much as ranked as I'd like to, but I do think that I play around a high gold, low plat level. Play mainly Lissandra and Talon mid. Uh, I love the utility that Lissandra brings, as it is almost impossible to not kill someone who is frozen in place for five seconds. (laughs) Between Everfrost, W, and R, my teammates do prove me wrong, though. Uh, Talon's just a fun champion to play, because I feel like you always have kill potential. I've been waiting to branch out more into champions that I've never touched for the sake of spicing the game up. I looked at the bottom of my champion pool in my profile, in most played to see the least played at the bottom. I have Aurelia, Callista, Camille, Quinn, and number one was Master Yi. Well, there's no way in hell that I'm touching Callista or Master Yi because I think I'd fall asleep playing those champs. Quinn, I know, is a strong top lane pick against melee, but she just doesn't fit my playstyle, so that just leaves Camille and Aurelia. Let me tell you something. Aurelia is a five-head champion, and I don't think I can mentally handle it. (laughs) I know the longer I play her, the better I'll understand her mechanics and and her combos, but damn, has it been a rough time. Camille, however, has been treating me very nicely. I enjoy her playstyle, and she feels unlike any other champion in the game. She also does a fucked amount of damage late game with her 1k plus true damage Q. Uh, Do you guys have any tips for Camille or Aurelia that may help me get the hang of them sooner? I prefer the teleport summoner spell over ignite for more map pressure, especially with Camille when split pushing. I think I just need something to push me a little further. My last question for today is something that has been a hot topic in my friend group for a while. It is regarding a certain skin line called Demacia Vice. Whenever these skins, uh, yeah, whenever these skins got announced, I was hyped because I was expecting a dual lane themed skin line set in the retro 80s theme that is oh so cool. However, we got Garen and Lucian. I couldn't help but think how they wasted the opportunity on this amazing skin line. I think instead of Demacian Vice, it should have been called Retro Vice. It would consist of champions that are either connected via lore, such as Lucian and Senna, 
or mesh really well gameplay-wise, like Draven and Leona. What champion combos do you think would work in this skin line? Sincerely, an unknowable weirdo. P.S. Call me unknown or weirdo, as I am both. You had him in my stream a couple days ago, and I was like, I'm not calling you weirdo. I hope you know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not doing that, man. I'll call you unknown. Um. Yeah, so let's go through the list. Um... Do we have any tips for Camille or Aurelia? Uh, well, playing as them? I think, yeah. Sorry. I think I, sh- I think I should be giving the Aurelia advice. You're terrible, um, Aurelia. <laughs> Honestly, like... Nick, I haven't played the new Aurelia once since the rework, and I'm probably better at Aurelia <laughs> than you. I mean, I don't know. Hey, maybe, dude. Probably I had, not. I had one. I'm probably shit. She's, she's just a hard champ to play. Um, I, honestly, for these two characters, I think you have to do a lot more research into how to how to handle certain lanes <laughs> than you would with other champions um so i would just start looking up like challenger camille versus whatever lane that you're interested in like if, if you want to see how camille does against mm-hmm. fiora do like challenger camille versus fiora patch 11.11 yeah. right is that the one we're on yes it is and i i guarantee you'll find you'll find stuff for it yeah um and I, those those characters are just so mechanically intense and like decision based that I think you need to have the perspective of someone who has mastered those characters to truly like become good at them. They're, they're definitely not characters that you just pick up and and smurf on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for Camille, I would say like really thinking about how to use your hookshot and your ultimate are important and especially in like lower elo i see it all the time where they're like afraid to use their r because they won't like 100 to zero them or like the camille doesn't have the damage to do and it's like yes but you lock them in the same spot for long enough for your teammate to get there and do the actual work Mm -hmm. I've had so many Camilles that I've ganked for, like, not just fucking E in and R. And it's like, that's all you need to do. Just keep them from getting under their tower, and I will kill them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, remember that you can just use it as a lockdown, even if you're not going to kill them, or, you like, you know, like, even if you're a little bit behind, keeping them in that same spot means that you can have that 2v1 and, and take them down. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Last question, or, or his last question. I I like the Garen Lucian skin. Yeah, I think they're um, crazy Demacia awesome. Demacia Vice. Um, I think it's supposed to be more of a play on an 80s, like, police officer. Yeah. Um, and not just 80s themed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think Garen and Lucian both serve as pretty good Demacian examples of police officers. It's cool. So, but, uh, you know, if, if they were to combo together... You know, obviously, Rakan, Zaya, yeah, stuff Rakan, like that would be yeah. really cool. Yeah, and I'm I'm definitely down for more of that skin line. It's it's really good. Demacia Lucian is one of my favorite skins. You think it's they'll really look cool. different types of ice skins, or do you think they'll keep Demacia as like their? Vice? Oh, if it um Zon Vice Zon Vice that sounds weird, but maybe maybe ooh Aiden maybe we can get a Kamungo Jungle Vice. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I hate you. That's pretty funny. No, that'd be cool. Bilgewater Vice, that'd be dope. Bilgewater Vice, yeah. Misfortune in GP? Misfortune in Graves? Be misfortune in Graves, pretty high. Yeah. Something like that. TF Graves? TF Ooh. Graves would be the probably Buddy pairing, Cop. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. 
Thanks, email. Uh, thanks, weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Last email is from Hexen. Hey, guys, just a quick email. I hear a lot of pe- uh, people say to you, how do I win games when my team sucks, etc. I've been speedrunning Diablo 3 for a long time now, and something I've had to learn about playing at the high levels is that not every run can be a world record run or even a good run. But that should not be the goal. What you are playing for uh, is to hone your skills so that when the perfect run appears, you're prepared and you mm-hmm. don't make any mistakes. Luckily, the chance of winning a league game uh, is much higher than achieving a world record run in a competitive speedrun category. So I feel your responsibility as a player is not to expect to be the hero every single game, uh, but, the f- but to focus on your role, do the best you can with what the game gives you, and if the game is not meant to be, take what you can from it and move on to the next one. Not all games are winnable, but make sure you're good enough to win the games that are. Thanks for the great podcast. I listen every week, so I haven't emailed in before. Hexen. Boy, we should have just read this dude's email in, in response yeah. to that other guy. Yeah. That's, this is a really, really healthy way to Absolutely. approach the ranked grind. Yeah. And it, it really sums up a little bit more uh, co- cohesively than what we were saying before of, like, you're not everything in the game, but, yeah, it, you know... You want to not be the reason you're losing the game, and you want to win the games that are winnable mm-hmm. by not making those mistakes. Yeah. Um, you know, even in losses, use that time to hone your skills. Make sure you're prepared to capitalize on other people's mistakes and and win the games you can. Oh yeah, it's a really it's a really good way to say it, Hexen. Absolutely. It's a, it's a quality email. Uh, definitely true out of ten. And we're also going to be looking for your name on the uh, Diablo three boards. Yeah, exactly. I want to see yeah. a world record run from you. Hell yeah. If, yeah. Not, if you don't have the world record by next week, you can't listen yeah. anymore. No, no, no. That's not true. That's not true. Um, yeah, you, you can listen for free. You have to listen. You. If you don't have... <laughs> yeah. Getting the world record next way. week is is the only escape from this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah if you don't <laughs> have a world cast. record by next week, you have to be a, a two-mo for the rest of your life. A three-mo. Um... <laughs> That'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you would like to send us an email, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash bluebasket and slash leadcastfrost are where we stream. Tweet at us at leadcast on Facebook. We are leadcast. Visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com. Join our Discord, leadcastpodcast.com forward slash Discord. Alternatively, you can send us an email and I'll get you a, a Discord code real quick. Finally, support us on Patreon and you can listen to Aiden and Colton talk about Singed and, and how... He should just fart all the time um, with his gas uh, at patreon.com forward slash leadcast for just $1 a month. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll so see affordable. you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.